exposed for a while, and they were they were doing uh, refurbishing inside, and I actually think they they changed their name to the Hoppy Days Diner. Um, I'm not sure that's going to stick or not because I haven't heard anybody else say that, but it's on their menu, <laughs> and so they they they've opened it up to um, you know. Uh, lunches and dinners. They have different hours. They have a few different things on the menu, and it, it, so there's still supposed to be a, a difference. They they even have like ice cream and and uh, snacks and and stuff in there now. Now, what about us? What if our lives could look like that? There'd be a point in our lives where maybe. You know, if you put a, a sign on your forehead that says under new management or re- reconstruction taking place. You know, if you look at the Thread City Diner, the outside looks the same. You wouldn't know really unless you got closer and maybe saw a new sign on the window or you got inside and saw the menu or you saw somewhere where it said, hey, new hours, new menu, new, new things taking place. You know, it's kind of similar for us. When we accept the Lord on the outside, we may look pretty similar. You might you, you're gonna you you're not gonna look at somebody and say, "That's that's a totally different person." Their actions may change, but the looks will probably be pretty similar. But inside, what takes place is a total transformation. A total transformation. In Second Corinthians five, I'm going to start in verse sixteen. Here it says, "Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away; behold, new things have come." Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us uh, the word of reconciliation. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him, as God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, this verse uh, uh, 517, I'm going to talk just a little bit about this, this verse, and the theological implications are amazing. And if you are kind of a um, theologue, uh, um, you know, head case kind of like myself. This is, this grammatical construction is almost unlike anything I've ever seen in the New Testament. So here, what is? Let's let's just see what versions people have in here. Okay, I'm going to read mine again. And I want, if you have something different, I want you to tell me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Anybody have anything different? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Uh, I have the New Living Translation. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Okay, thank you. Anybody else have something different? 
boy, everybody's the same? Second, second, second Corinthians five. Yep, second Corinthians five, seventeen. Yep, five seventeen. Sorry. Right, um, Jerry, could you throw up that that slide? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the the theological stuff, but because um, I've got some really good, hopefully practical application. I, I, this is how I translated this verse. So uh, the, the brackets mean it's words I had to supply in there. If someone is in Christ, a new creation, he or she passed from the, the old things, behold, he or she has become new things. And it's weird because the be, become is is it's it's in the singular, so it's he or she has become new things. And why I believe Paul is doing this is he's trying to bring out some of the Old Testament background. I'm going to read just a couple of verses, and then I want to uh, really try to get into some practical aspects of this. the The whole idea, though, is if you have accepted Jesus, you've become something totally new. You're a new creation. You're, you, are, you are a different being altogether than the, uh, the minute before when you had not accepted Jesus. You are completely changed. Flip over to Isaiah. Let me give you a couple passages real quickly. Uh, the first one is Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43.18 says, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Sounds kind of familiar, right? Do not, call, do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I'll even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Um, flip over a, a few chapters to Isaiah 65. Let me read this to you because this is with when we accept Jesus. When you accept Jesus, you become a new creation. And the new order breaks into being with you. Look at Isaiah 65, verse 17. If you have, by the way, if you've got a Bible with references in it, cross-references, you will find these verses um, cross-referenced in your Bible. Okay, Isaiah sixty-five seventeen. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. You see the reference there. But be glad and rejoice forever, um, rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing, and her people for gladness. Now you might say, new heavens and new earth. Hold on, why why are you talking about that? That that's 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 somewhere way distant in the future. Listen though. Um, verse 20, No longer will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his days. For the youth will die at the age of 100, and the one who does not reach the age of 100 will be thought accursed. Now, is that what happens in heaven? 
Do you have an infant that only that may or may not die within days in heaven? Do you have somebody who doesn't live out their days in heaven? No. This is talking about us. This is talking about that when when we accept Jesus, we become a new creature. And we enter into this, what Isaiah is talking about. They will build houses and inhabit them. Inhabit them. They will also plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build and another inhabit. They will not plant and another eat. For as the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people, and my chosen ones will wear out the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they are the offspring of, uh, of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. Isn't that awesome? What a promise. Because we have entered in and become part of that new creation. All things have changed for us. But how are we supposed to act? And there's a big question. How are we supposed to act as part of this new creation? If we've actually been changed, if, if we may look similar or the same on the outside, but our insides are totally different, we're supposed to act differently. Everybody nod. Thank you. And specifically, we're supposed to act differently in our relationship with other people, our relationship with even with the Lord, our relationship, even with ourselves. Let's look back, back again. Flip back to 2 Corinthians 5. We're supposed to be part of this reconciliation. Look at verse 16. 2 Corinthians five sixteen. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. So first, we're supposed to, rec- we're supposed to look at people not according to the flesh. Now, what, what does that mean? It said we, we recognize Jesus. Uh, we used to recognize him according to the flesh, but we don't any longer. Well, that to me that blew my mind to think that Paul, who really not the, we we don't know that he ever knew Jesus in the flesh. He may have, but I mean he lived at the same time, of course. But there's no evidence that he actually knew Jesus when he, Jesus walked on the earth. But he said we used to know him according to the flesh, but we don't know him that way any longer. How how is he? How do they know him? They they know him according to the Spirit. They know him as he is in his resurrected body. And later says he, he became sin. Jesus in his flesh, though he did not sin, he became all the sin. You seeing that? He became sin. We don't know him as in the flesh any longer. He became sin for us. We don't know him in the flesh any longer. But now we know him after the Spirit. It, that, did the sin remain on him when he, as he resurrected? No. Right? He took all of our sin 
It was destroyed. And he resurrected to newness of life. And how do you know Jesus? Sinless. Now let me take that, take a, let me take a big leap here, okay? How are we supposed to know each other? The way that you know Jesus, not in his flesh. We think about Jesus in the flesh all the time. He went around, he did miracles, he did signs and wonders, he, he raised the dead, we just talked about it, didn't we? You know, he cleansed the, the leper and, and healed the epileptic, he, he uh, cast out demons and he's, he preached good messages, right? We don't know him in the flesh any longer. Why? We know him as his resurrected body. We know him as sinless. We know him as glorified. How do we know each other? You see, it's really, really easy for us to look at each other as the flesh. It's really easy for us to look and to say, They've got this sin, they've got that sin, they're messed up this way, they, are, uh, they fell short in that, they did this to me, or they did that to that person. But what scripture says is, we don't know them after the flesh any longer. We don't recognize anyone after the flesh. We recognize them in the same way that we recognize Jesus. We recognize them as a new creature. Are we doing that? Are we looking at people and seeing them as who they are in Jesus? Are we seeing them as just as that new creature? Or are we seeing them as someone after the flesh how they've failed how they've messed up how they have not quite made it yet we need to look at others this ministry of reconciliation when I say reconciliation I'm talking about that we have, we have had our sins removed and we are able to fellowship with God with others. We're supposed to look at each other after the things of the Spirit, out of the things of the flesh. But not only that, it's changed the way that we um, come before the Lord. Look at verse 18. All these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the ministry of reconcil- the word of reconciliation. Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Our relationship to God has changed because Jesus made us new creatures. Now, we know this with our heads. 
I think pretty much everyone in here, you've heard this before. You can go before God. You, you can go before him boldly before his throne. You, 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 can, you can come before him and ask him, uh, you, can, you can ask him for forgiveness if you need to ask for forgiveness. You can, you can uh, come before and make requests, right? Uh, we don't have to come you know, and, and to grovel before God as someone who is a, a, a sinner, we know this with our heart, our heads, but oftentimes I think we need to rem- be reminded of it in our hearts. You see, if when it was just in our flesh, we couldn't come before the Lord at all. Remember, they had the whole temple complex and tabernacle where they really couldn't go before the presence of God. There was always behind a veil that you had to come with a sacrifice just to be able to, to come even close to it. But now the veil's been opened up. It's been torn in two. Why? Because we're different people. We're, we're not the same. We're new creatures, holy. And what that means is we can go before the Lord and be in his presence. If you had sin, if you had sin before Jesus, you could not get into the presence of God. If there was sin in your heart, in your life at all, before the coming of Jesus, you could not get into the presence of God. He was so, and he still is so holy, but we are so unholy. Remember, um, remember when David was bringing the ark up to Jerusalem, and he put it on a cart, and they 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 were leading the the cart up, and the cart started to the oxen stumbled a little bit, and and Uzzah reached out to try to steady the ark, and you would think that's a good thing. Don't let the ark of God fall on the ground, right? That'd be bad. But he reaches out to steady it and God strikes him dead. Because God is so holy and you can't approach the holy God when you have any sin in you. Before Jesus. But with the coming of Jesus, what what he did, and, and we 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 sang this this song. Um I you know had Joe sing that again. My sin's been nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Now I can come before him boldly. I can come before him in love. I can be in his presence. But do you? Or do we still slip back into that old self and thinking, you know what? I messed up this week. I can't go to church. I messed up this week. I can't do this. I messed up this week. I, I, I can't pray this way. I messed up. I can't ask God for this because I did X, Y, and Z this week. I, I had a fight with somebody at work or I, I stubbed my toe and said a few choice words. I, I, so I, I really can't do X, Y, and Z this week. 
I can't pray this way. Do you still have those feelings that come over you because you feel like you've got sin? Or do you realize that every sin you have ever had, every sin that you can ever do, has already been nailed to the cross? It's already been taken. And that's not to say you don't need to come back and get yourself get right with the Lord when you do mess up. Okay? It's not alleviating you from making sure things are right. But it's already been taken. You know, when you, you, ever, you ever been there's some you ever been in a time when there's something between you and a loved one? Whether it's a brother, sister, spouse, mom, dad, and you, um, uh, there, somebody's done something and the relationship is just a little bit breached, and you can feel that when you're with them. And then once everything is cleared up, you're all of a sudden you're okay again, and it's like okay, we can be in the same room and it's all right. But you know that there's something wrong. Well, that something wrong was how we were before Jesus. We could not get in that presence with God. But when Jesus came and we said yes to him, all of a sudden, everything's okay. All of a sudden, you can have that intimate relationship once again. All because our sins were nailed to the cross. We're made new creatures in Christ and it's changed our relationship with each other, hopefully. If it hasn't, let's make sure it gets changed. It's changed our relationship with God. Now, there's, there's one other thing. It also should change your relationship with yourself. Verse 21 says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I've heard somebody say before, you know, that um, it, there, there's a verse that you, you, love God, you love God and love others even as you love yourself, right? And I've heard people say, you know, if you aren't able to healthfully love yourself, you're never going to love others. You're not going to receive the love that you need, nor are you going to be able to give that love. And it's very, I think it's very much the same way with this. We have to begin to see ourselves as the ambassadors of Jesus. We have to see ourselves that um, as the righteousness of God in him. God sees us this way. He sees he sees spotless Jesus in us. But how do we see ourselves before him? The way he sees us, he looks and says, oh, that's the righteousness, righteousness of my son. When he sees Steve or Janie or, or Paula, or he, he sees, that's the righteousness of my son. Come on in. But how we see ourselves do we see ourselves as forgiven? 
And a lot of times it's easier to go to God and ask Him and say, would you forgive me? But we also need to see ourselves as being forgiven. When we look and we... Sometimes, you know, you know we'll, we'll mess up and we can say, Lord, forgive me for that, but we'll never forgive ourselves. I've heard people say that. I'll never forgive myself for doing X, Y, and Z. But I really think if we can't operate seeing ourselves as forgiven, forgiving ourselves for those things, if seeing ourselves as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we won't fully operate in the new creatureness, if you will, of what God has made us to be. We have to look at our lives and say, okay, I'm going to forgive myself for this. I'm going to begin to see myself as the righteousness of what God has put within me. Not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus has done. But you need to take that step to be able to forgive yourself and to see yourself as that ambassador of Christ. Christ To see yourself as, as the one who he has made us into righteousness. That's what it says, right? So that we might become the righteousness of God. Do you see yourself as the righteousness of God? Come on. It's hard. I'm not saying that hey, this, is, this is a piece of cake. This is easy. No. It, it's hard, but this is the truth. When we begin to see ourselves as the righteousness of God, then other things will open up. And it's all because we've been changed. We have become a whole new creation. We've become a whole new entity, something that's never been done before. When you had the, you had the law, and we were in the law, by the way, I'm going to say this all close. You know, when Paul talks about um, you're, you're in the old, sometimes I should say self, okay? It's really old man. There's the old man and the new man. You're either, you're either in Adam or you're in Jesus. You either look like your, your, your father Adam or you look like your father Jesus. There's, that's the only two choices. The old man versus the new man. Adam versus Christ, right? You're either Adam, old creation, or Jesus, new. Isn't that cool? And you begin to see this all throughout. So as the new creation in Jesus Christ, we become a whole new creation. And it should, it should inform how we, how we interact with each other. We, we interact with each other not according to the flesh anymore. We interact with each other seeing everyone as that new creation. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What if we all saw each other that way? You're the righteousness of God. You're the righteousness of God. Seeing our relationship with God, that God sees us as the righteousness of God. Wow. And I can go before him. Because of that, seeing ourselves 
as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like I said, not because of anything we've done, but because of what's been done for us. And it forms how we see who we are. And when we do that, we'll be able to begin to walk out these new creation principles. That, that new heavens and new earth, that's ours. That's ours. Those are our promises. But we've got to start seeing each other, seeing our relationship with the Lord, and start seeing ourselves the way that God sees us and start acting that way. And I believe that we'll walk in those promises. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. And I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I want, I want you to just... Um, let the Lord minister to your heart. Lord, I thank you that, that we are, as your word says, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would minister to each person here Lord, if any of these areas apply, Lord, if there's ways that we have not looked at each other as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we've looked at each other after the flesh, Lord, I pray that you'll reveal to each person. As well, Lord, if we have not seen our relationship with you be restored, we need that relationship restored, I pray that you'll Minister to each person today. Show us if that needs to take place. Also, Lord, if if there's a way that we don't see ourselves as righteous and holy in you. Lord, I pray that you reveal that to every person here that that applies to. And Lord, I ask that you would help everyone to take the steps to get that right. If it's coming to you and just asking for forgiveness or coming to you and, and just declaring, wanting you to, to uh, be Lord and, and, and to follow you once again, uh, for the first time or for the, the hundredth time to say, I, I'm just recommitting. Lord, I pray that we'll be the new creation that you have called us to be. Lord, I pray that you'll show each of us, of us how to act that out. And Lord, I, I bless each person here. Thank you so much for the healing that you are continuing to do and, and those who have, have not been well. Lord, thank you that the, the healing process is continuing. And Lord, I ask that you would um, even speed it up 
Lord, and I pray for full restoration of health. Lord, there's so many that I, I know of that um, need that complete restoration, and some that aren't even here this morning because um, they've got something going on health-wise. Lord, I pray for complete and total healing. Lord, I pray for protection for each person from any sort of accident or injury or sickness or disease or harm, danger, whatever it might be. I speak a, 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 a blessing of protection over each family represented. Lord, I, I pray your blessing as well. The blessing of the, the seed of Abraham to be over each family here, the blessing of the new creation. Lord, let us take hold of it and run. In Jesus' name, amen.